0: hello everyone welcome back to the history brothers podcast i'm wyatt and i'm andrew and today's episode will be hollywood history part three today we will mostly be discussing uh films from the 1990s to 2020s we'll be discussing how hollywood has changed a little bit over the time and the overall culture as well Well, as yeah we'll be we'll be basically discussing all those things and we'll be starting off First, though, before we get into the 90s, we're gonna, Andrew's going to start off by discussing some later 80s films that we weren't able to address in the previous episode. Exactly. So,
1: let's go back to the 80s! Sorry, I had to do that. <clears throat> um, so, one, some of the movies that we forgot to mention in the 80s, uh, I have to mention these because these are some of the most iconic movies of all time. Like, literally, no one will ever forget them. Um, one is uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. That began at 1985 and ironically ended in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Um. So for those who don't know, Back to the Future, and if you've not seen them, you need to see them. Um. Basically, it's like I am included
0: in that group. Sorry.
1: <sighs> Add to the list, Wyatt. I've seen. So, I've <laughs> seen
0: some portions of it, but I got to watch the full thing.
1: I know we have a long list of movies. Me and him are trying to get through. Yeah. Anyways, Back to the Future was premiered in nineteen eighty five. Well, it Was actually the highest grossing movie of that year. And starred Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who you later know from famous movies like um, Big, which was also the 80s, and um, Forrest Gump in the 90s, uh, Polar Express, A Christmas Carol. I think he did that one. Either he produced it or he did uh, the Jim Carrey one I'm talking about. Either he produced it or he directed it. I don't remember. But And then there was also... Other films like uh, Welcome to Marwin, I think it's called. That was like 2010s. But he directed a variety of films. You'll recognize him in a lot of other things. Um, anyways, so Back to the Future stars a, a kid named Mario McFly. And he is working with his best friend who is an adult uh, scientist who some people think are mad. Don't ask questions. It's just it's how it goes. <laughs> um, and his best friend named Doc Brown builds a time machine uh, out of a DeLorean. Which is why those cars are so iconic today, Everybody even a
0: though.
1: Time machine out of a DeLorean. You know, I thought it was more style, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, which is why the DeLoreans are famous today, even though the company ran out of business in the eighties. Oh, um, that sucks. Like, well, it literally like they had their car development. They're like, Here's the DeLorean. They ran out of business. Oh. Um, it was just faulty, temp- faulty manufacturing. Oh gotcha. Um. Anyways. But um, basically what happens is, is uh, long story short, he, uh, Marty accidentally gets uh, sent back in time into DeLorean to 1955, 30 years before his uh, parent, 30 years when his parents were younger, and uh, a little bit before they actually met. And shenanigans ensue. The reason why I'm not going into too much detail is because there's so much good plot elements. I just don't want to spoil it for you. Um, but it's a very fun night, time travel movie. Honestly, this movie was kind of the... Stepping stone for what time travel movies would become, right? Because there's so, because there's so many movies off there that would base everything off of the time travel rules from this movie
0: until Avengers Endgame said so. Back to
1: the Future is just, just a bunch of bull crap, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but granted, they fought a lot of like science fiction of time travel rules and all that stuff. But they help establish a lot of the status quo of what that is for future movies and books down the road. Um, but I also follow with Back to the Future is that this is a trilogy. So if you watch the first movie, you have to watch the second one. Then if you watch the second one, you definitely have to watch part three. Because it's very interconnected, very well-written trilogy of films that conquers time travel in a way that you have to... I admit that you have to follow a few times in order to get a full picture. But right. you still are, but still connects inclusively all together. There are people who I know who keep watching these movies time and time again every year. But... Another movie, two other movie series, no, three movie series I wanted to lastly recommend from the 80s that started. Well, one of them started in the 70s, which we mentioned in the previous in part two, was Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone, which he wrote and directed almost every single one of them. Uh, the Rocky films are the coming-of-age story about a, a person uh, who's down on his luck, doesn't have much funds, doesn't have much, uh, what you would say, um, he has a life, he just doesn't have... Um, He's not rich, he's not middle class, he's just lower class and stuff like that. A guy who goes to the top, goes all in and goes, fights to the edge, or whatever. Basically the type of people that we look up to and inspire to become, just to keep fighting forward. And that series it began in 1977, I believe, or 1979, one of the two years. No, no, 77, 17 years of Star Wars. And that one actually won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, if I remember correctly. And No, 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 not Best Picture. I'm mixing up my years. I think it was 76 now. (laughs) Mm. But one of the best directors or something like that, I forget what year it was, because I remember Star Wars won 77. But anyways, um, that movie has spawned off six Rocky films all the way to the 2000s, plus three Creed movies, now four coming out who knows when. Um, So basically around uh, 10 movies now. Oh, nine right now, but ten coming out soon. And uh, he also spawned off another popular franchise in the 80s called Rambo, which he also wrote, and I think he directed a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, again, of a first one was more of a down-to-earth adaptation of a novel about a Vietnam soldier, post-Vietnam soldier, um, struggling with PTSD and dealing with a very brutal uh, county sheriff. The later movies were more of the action base, where they go he goes back in the field trying to save people in need and right. stuff like that. And that movie actually spawned, let's see, one, two, three, five of them, because there was also a fourth one in the 2000s, and then there was the fifth one in uh, the to, mid to late 2010s. Well, that one was uh, unfortunately very, very cr- criticized, basically, mostly because the violence is very grotesque. But they um so that was another famous, famous franchise that took off. Another one that I would talk about lastly is also another staple for time travel films was The Terminator in the ni- or mid-1980s. Directed by James Cameron and written by James Cameron, and basically it uh, dealt about a man who uh, correction a man who was sent back in time to stop a robot that was also sent back in time right. to prevent the savior of a future uprising against robots to, right. to kill him in order for the robots to succeed. Right. I won't spoil the movie for you again because a lot of it happens. But that movie started off another vast franchise. Yeah. And personally, I just say watch number two because two was amazing. Two.
0: Uh, Terminator 2 is considered one of those films where the sequel is better than
1: the original. Yes, Judgment Day. And then uh, then 3, you can skip 3. 4 in the two thousand starring uh, Christian Bale and uh, Sam, Sam Worthington. 10. I think you can pass. I, I like I like those actors, and yeah. I kind of
0: like what they're doing, but yeah, it's not as memorable.
1: Yeah. Way. Dark Fate, no, I'm not past it, sorry. Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> Genesis came out. That was a good movie. It was fun, plus it was the turn of Otto as a Terminator. <laughs> Um, Dark Fate was a very good reboot sequel movie. They did a, obviously there were some critiques about it, but the movie was just It was it was a classic Terminator feel to it. Yeah. But now we'll see what happens with Cameron down the road. But that's a future story. Right. So those are some of the other iconic franchises we have to talk about from the eighties. But now we're going to talk about the nineties, and we're kind of splitting it into two categories. One is animation, which while we'll be covering from two specific companies, yeah. and then we'll be talking about action, because the 90s was the decade of action movies. Yep, big now, on action. Yeah, 80s it, like started it off. Like, but,
0: Terminator is what made Arnold Schwarzenegger the big action star, but there was yeah, also
1: Predator. Yeah, which also, I think was the 80s. True, um, but still. Yeah. Was, the
0: Predator series, I mean, he was off, also just yep. in multiple action movies that unrelated to those oh, franchises. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Last Action Hero and all that stuff. Um, but they will, um, basically we'll be talking about that. Yeah, 80s was kind of the kickstart point for action movies. Also, I
0: think in the 90s was the funny Christmas film Jingle All the Way. 90s, actually. I I said 90s. Yeah,
1: sorry, I misheard you. But yeah, no, and then, um, so that's another example. But first, White's going to take over and talk about um, animation. So White, go right ahead.
0: So I want to start with actually uh, a company that has made several great films, at least in my opinion, they have. Um, They've consistently made pretty good films, and that is the company uh, DreamWorks. Now, DreamWorks started as a company in the nineteen nineties, and their first really, at least, really big film. They knew they had to make a big impact. You know the phrase "go big or go home." Always. And that big film they decided to do was *The Prince of Egypt*, which during that time it was actually well received both by audiences and critics, and um, it was it was a big. A project for them just because of all the animation they do I mean Moses splitting the Red Sea the plagues yeah. like, just the overall quality of the animation it had to right. be good and it had to be big and the fact that it's a musical
1: also really helps right. uh, also a bunch of uh,
0: cla- a bunch of famous actors were in it like Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm.
1: uh, Val Malcolm Kilmer Mark. Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart right. Senator Bullock Michelle Pfeiffer yep
0: and uh, uh wasn't Mark- Martin Short in it yes or? Martin Short
1: Steve Martin Daniel yep. Glover um, a lot of famous
0: actors and actresses were uh, in it, and it w- it was a huge hit. It was a big success for them. And yeah. it's still considered uh, one of their best films. Personally, it's one of... I think it's my favorite... <coughs> is it my... Yeah, it's my favorite animated film, I think, ever. Okay. Not favorite. I was thinking... I said Treasure yeah. Planet was, but no, that's my favorite Disney animated
1: film. Yes, yeah. as we said earlier.
0: Um, moving into... And I don't know if it was late 90s, or early 2000s when this movie came out, but there was also a film, Sinbad. Yep. Was that early 2000s or um, late 90s? I
1: think it was early 2000s, the 90s. Well, first off, right. you did pass over Ants.
0: Yeah, but Ants was kind of forgettable.
1: But it was still their first movie that started out things Right. Like, it it was still made a budget back true. and everything.
0: Ants wa- I Yeah, Prince of Egypt, I was saying, was their first big film. Yeah. Not like their first film. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ants was their first film, which... They kind of got into a legal battle, almost, or maybe they did with um, Disney because Disney made a Bug's Life. Yeah, <laughs> ninety eight. I thought
1: that was ninety six. Ninety six, that's right. Ninety eight was Toy yeah. Story two. Yeah. My brain, I tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, but yeah, they got into a little bit of a beef with Disney over that, but I think they, they resolved everything, over over that or whatever. And so yeah, starting out, DreamWorks actually started out pretty strong. I mean. Granted, their film their later films after Prince of Egypt, like Sinbad, El Dorado, or and even even Spirit were more under the radar, but they were still decent films, especially I think Spirit. I sadly have not seen Sinbad, but I'm sure it's good. It's Based on what I've movie. seen, it,
1: yeah. it looks like
0: a good adventure film.
1: They um, um the other movie you also forgot to mention was uh, let's see, I had it in my head, what was it? Because I think it was like early two thousands, early nineties, um Arman Studios and Dreamworks at Chicken Run.
0: Chicken Run. Oh, yeah, the Claymation ones. Yeah. Like, uh, I think
1: that was 2000, but. 2000s still,
0: probably, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it was still Chicken Run, though. That was still. Chicken you know. Run and. No, I think uh, it was late like 90s, actually. It might have been. But Chicken
0: Run and, you know, Wallace and Gromit, DreamWorks. The original three specials, yeah. Yeah, DreamWorks did those films, and those, I think, were popular.
1: Oh, they were very popular. I would
0: consider the 90s era. I mean, that was obviously the beginning of DreamWorks. Oh, DreamWorks' okay. time. Um, 2000s. I think it was the growth of DreamWorks because while their films were more under the radar, they still had some steady growth as a company. Yeah. And became bigger as time went on. And, uh, so you had spirit, the Stallion of the Cimarron, which is actually a really good film. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon voices, or at least voices, the head voice of the horse. Yeah. The horse obviously yeah.
1: Talk. Narrator.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, um, the Hans Zimmer, interestingly enough, does the score for that film, which by the way, it's really good. And, uh, Spirit, Spirit the film actually was a mixture of both 2D and 3D animation it was very yeah. new so they tried to incorporate 3D animation and it's pretty good which they do also in Prince of Egypt
1: They oh they do? well the ocean oh right the, the um, sea the Red Sea right yeah Yeah. it's not an ocean it's a sea gosh I mean fine <laughs> no but
0: yeah anyway um yeah, so I in the 2000s, you saw growth with DreamWorks. Also in 2001, the classic Shrek. Yeah. It's later sequel, which some consider even better than the first one, Shrek 2. Yeah. Then there's Shrek 3, which is... Meh. Nah. And then there's Shrek Forever After, which I personally don't think is bad, but the fact that it came after Shrek 3 definitely doesn't help. But the Shrek movies, regardless of what you think of the latter ones... Were some of their most successful films. Still animated. one of the highest
1: grossing franchise animated. Yeah, movies it's one of time. their,
0: it's some of their most, uh, highest grossing films. Yeah. And there's also in the 2000s, no, that was, you also had the 2000s, the beginning of a trilogy or now a quadrilogy as the fourth one will be coming out next year. Um, the Kung Fu Panda movies. Yes. Yeah. The first one came out in 2008, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. 2008. Yes. Starring Jack Black, there was also a lot of other good voice actors like Angelina
1: Jolie, Dustin Hoffman, J- Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan, Chan, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, yeah, um, Ian Crane, uh, not not Ian Crane, um, oh gosh, I forget his name, I think it's Ian Crane. Yeah, he was in the yeah. the game. No, not Ian Crane. David Cross, that was it. David Cross. Well,
0: who did he play?
1: Uh, Master Crane. He um, from the Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks movies. He played Ian, the bad guy. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, he put. Play- oh, that was him. Yeah. Oh, funny! Yeah, I actually I recognize it
1: now. Yeah, Lucy Liu from uh, Charlie's Angels and uh, oh, Elementary.
0: Okay, that's where she's from. I honestly yeah, wasn't familiar with. And that.
1: Elementary, that TV show with Sherlock Holmes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, uh, DreamWorks had
0: a huge hit in. Um, also, the guy who voiced Tai Lung.
1: Oh yeah, Ian McShane. Yeah. Who's the,
0: the guy who runs the uh, the Continental and the John Wick films? Yes. Which I'm like, that's the same guy. It was surprising, yeah. but then. Once I saw some behind-the-scenes footage, I'm like, oh, wow, it's that guy. Yeah. He has a really good... He did a really good job with Tai Long. Like, the thing that makes the Kung Fu Panda movies as good as they are is, in part, the villains. Oh, yeah. Especially the f- first two with Tai Long, who was actually raised by Shifu, but um, he couldn't get the Dragon Scroll, and he just desired power. Yeah. And glory all for himself.
1: And then there was, of course, uh, Ember Ch- 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 Chain or something like that. I mean... Yeah. Uh, not Shane. She she, she something. So For those who have, have How can we forget this? We've it, seen this movie so many times. If we're mispronouncing the name, we're terribly yeah. sorry. <laughs> Shen, it's
0: Shen. It's Shen.
1: Lord Shen. Yes, Lord Shen.
0: Lord Shen. Shen, who is a peacock but seriously, such a good villain, also voiced by Ger- Gary Oldman. L- yeah. Who did such a good job. Yeah. Great villain and really Poe's character w- was well developed over the over the trilogy. Oh, but yeah. Now in the 2020s, 2024, we will be getting a fourth uh, Kung Fu Panda film,
1: which I'm still reluctant on, but we'll find out. We're, yeah, this... we're not
0: sure. Basically, the plot is Poe is in his Poe is a little bit older now, and he's going to train someone to try and replace him as the, Dragon, the Dragon Warrior.
1: Warrior yeah, take, train a new Dragon Warrior. But he, so.
0: it's there's a new villain called the Chameleon, which somehow
1: is able to bring back his old past villains. villains. Yeah, which is, I think so, I'm not help. really sure how I feel
0: about that, but we'll see. Yeah, it's been a good franchise so far, but maybe for. I'm kind of glad they waited, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. it doesn't mean it's going to be good. No, oh, yeah. So, we're a bit hesitant with the fourth
1: one, but so far... I'm still the, excited for it, but the, we'll see what happens.
0: The main three have been good. Also, oh, yeah. in the third one, the voice actor for Poe's dad is Brian uh, Cranston, and yeah. the villain Kai is J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Master of Pain,
1: Master of Destruction... Yeah. All right, I worked with Master Uguay. Oh, Master Uguay! Silence. <laughs> <laughs> who voiced Uguay again? I forget. Um, Daniel, uh, Daniel Duck Kim, I think. Uh, and then
0: there's the guy who voices, um, the Goose, who is Poe's dad. James Han, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things.
1: But, um, um, let's see if I can find his name here. But, yeah, that's just a summary of
0: The Kung Fu Panda trilogy, which has been probably some of the most successful movies alongside Shrek and, uh, Madagascar...
1: DreamWorks'... Randall Duck Kim. Yeah. He's also in, um uh, He's also Oh, a, yeah, also in the John 2000s. Wick. Oh, he's also in John Wick. Oh, yeah, he's the guy who sews up John Wick in the first two movies. Oh, interesting. There's also, oh, I recognize the voice. In the yeah, movie. our first
0: three movies, yeah. Also in the 2000s, you saw the Madagascar films. Not as memorable, but I think it still made DreamWorks some money.
1: Oh, it still made a ton of money for them. Yeah. I would still say it's memorable. That's my opinion. But Yeah. Uh, vo- voice actors like Ben Stiller. Jamie, uh, ben Stiller, Jada Pickett-Smith, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer. Um, oh, Jada Pinkett Smith was in that. Yeah, she played Gloria. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, uh, Bernie Mac in the second one played Alex's dad. Um, uh, Brian Cranston played the tiger in uh, the third one, the circus. Yes, he did. Yep. Martin Short played the seal. I heard the.
0: I think the third one was actually both critically and audience wise the best rated of
1: them. I would say it was the best of the trilogy, honestly. But yeah. um, and then also, um, I, I
0: just go. I haven't seen it, but I've seen scenes where that French late police lady is just busting through walls, like running for yeah. them. Like not, I'm like is She way. invincible. <laughs> yes, she is. Oh, <laughs> my word. It's just so it's just so funny to think about. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that was again In one, the yeah. 2010s, um Dreamworks continued to see its growth and in fact, it, it, that was when the sequel for Kung Fu Panda came out, Kung Fu Panda 2, as well as uh
1: the third one. The third one. But then
0: they introduced a new trilogy that spanned the whole decade, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, 2010, 2014 go. and 2019. And I got to say, all of those films, in my mind, are really good. But yes. I have a soft spot for the second one. Yes. I, I I just think the villain, Drago Bloodvest is the best uh, character, best villain uh, of the villains that they had. I, oh, yeah. I really liked the villain from the third one, but you see, I felt like Drago was more menacing of a villain. Right. Because he was more of a conqueror, whereas the other guy was more of like a... A Moriarty. Yeah. Where, like, he is menacing, but, like, yeah. I don't know. He just, I prefer the Conqueror, like, yeah. domination vibe. Oh, yeah, I understand that. that. Blood had. I think he was more threatening.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I understand that. But, yeah, also we had, who voiced Hiccup? Um, Jay Beruchel. Some, yeah. Beruchel. No, that's how he's pronounced his name. Jay All Beruchel. three films,
0: so the first film had two directors. I forget the one of them, but. Yeah, did, Jay Baruchel. Jay Bruchel, yeah, yep. voice take-up. But the two director, uh, Dean W. Law directed all three, but in the first one, he co-directed it with another director.
1: In the first one, yeah. yeah in the first one, but the rest he
0: direct, he was the sole director. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the he did a really good job with the films, which were based off, actually, books. Uh, and I know you will eventually get to this in the episode, but you want to talk about uh, book adaptation movies.
1: It, right, exactly, yeah.
0: And in the 2020s... Um, Let's see, is there anything else I missed from DreamWorks in the 2010s, do you think? Puss
1: in Boots, the first one. Well, Uh,
0: Wasn't that 2008? Nope, that was 2011. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just going to look up DreamWorks films. And then um, uh, there was uh, Wallace and Robin in 2006, Flushed Away, 2007.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah, there was, so this was actually the film in the 2000s that um, actually got um, Jack Black on the map. It was actually Shark
1: Tale. Oh, yeah, Shark Tale. I forgot about Shark Tale. It's <laughs> funny. So
0: in 2004, he played um, a shark named Lenny who was a vegetarian. Yep. And uh, he and that's actually what helped land him four years later, the role of Poe in Comfort Panda, which oh, wow. I, I don't
1: think there is a better choice for Oh, yeah, Poe no. Definitely not.
0: Other than Jack Black.
1: And then Will Smith is in that one. Also, a Drop De Niro. Yeah, it's very. It's a very funny movie. Oh, it's a great movie. There was also
0: in 2010... Uh, so Andrew and I are not as big on this film, but it seems to be hugely popular. Yeah. Uh, Mega Mind. Yep. We it's a kind of a comedic take on superheroes, in, and it's in kind of depth. it is mocking, not entirely mocking, but sort of playing fun All the with, tropes. with tropes of like Superman. Yep, and uh, Lex he, Luthor. Yeah, because he
1: comes from a planet. Yep. That's. Dying. Exactly, and Lex Luthor uh, with Megamind. Mind. Uh. Although he's not
0: very Lex Luthor.
1: Well, it, it, to an extent, like well, it, in an extent, but he's
0: more of a comedic take on.
1: No, he is, but he's also an alien. But in the original comics, he was like a mad scientist with a big brain. But anyways, right? Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. But anyways, um, then there and, was that.
1: There was also Home in two thousand fourteen. There was,
0: but I don't. There was also Monsters versus. Yeah, two thousand nine. That was a
1: great one. I love that one. I, I'll be.
0: I, I still find it funny, but
1: I I don't know. I yeah. I know. have had this I haven't seen it
0: one. in a long time. So, we're here
1: to destroy you
0: Yeah, we're
1: here to destroy you <laughs> Yeah,
0: and then we also had Mr. Peabody and Sherman which was actually
1: kind of fun that was a fun movie yeah. <laughs> That was good it was in 2007 and then yeah. and then we got also 20, 2010s there was Spirit Untamed which I would say is a really good movie why I would say differently well um, the
0: original Spirit is far better and well, it actually has say, a
1: more meaningful story but I would say that the the sequel has a. It's early, not a sequel. Yes. It's a reboot. It's a sequel.
0: It's spirit untamed. Yeah. How in the world is that
1: a sequel? Uh, the horse is the son of spirit. Oh. Different time Well, period. then
0: it's not really a sequel. It's just like.
1: Anyways, before we get into more discussion on it, um, I uh, personally think there's more. There's a st- meaningful story. Nazma, my just and the first one to say meaningful there is story. One, it's just
0: not comparable, really, to the quality of the first
1: film. But we have our different opinions. And even though mine's right even though mine's right and his is wrong but you know yeah, sure. um, you wish but you anyway wish.
0: moving into the 2020s with DreamWorks um, they have still seen some continued growth uh, and sh- and have released some good films the biggest film that has probably been their biggest success is the Puss in Boots sequel The Last Wish yep I'll be honest I was a bit skeptical going into the film oh I know you were but as soon as that uh, wolf appeared mm. uh, towards the beginning I was like they, they, this is a kids' film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm like, I'm like, this is, this just, this is getting good. I know. Uh, the guy who voiced him, he was not very famous. Who
1: voiced the wolf? Well, he did Hispanic, mostly Hispanic roles. Right,
0: but he did a really good job of mm-hmm. voicing the wolf, and mm-hmm. and the wolf was just a huge menace throughout the film. But he wasn't even; he's barely in the film when you think about it, oh, yes. timestamp wise. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, also. I don't know if they were going to continue to do this because DreamWorks did release Joseph King of Dreams. Yeah, that was a direct dvd sequel. It was directed to dvd which is funny because it actually, the events of that happened before Prince of (laughs) Mision, historically. (laughs) So I don't know if Dream, and what's funny is Mark Hamill actually voices Judah. Yep, <laughs> I'm like that's just bizarre. I know, but it's just interesting because like, what if DreamWorks continued in the direction of doing Bible adaptations? It would be cool. If they did. It, w- it would have been cool, but I think they wanted to go in a different direction.
1: Oh yeah, but um, uh, then the other ones you also forgot to mention were the Trolls franchise, the Baby the, Boss, the Boss the Trolls Baby Trolls franchise. Boss yeah, baby. but we
0: kind of forget those just because they're more meant. They're more cash grabs, kind of
1: but they're popular of a lot of they're people they're popular though. they're very popular for Dreamer's roles they're some of the most hi- iconic the only reason
0: I would watch any of the Trolls films is just to listen to some of the music that's in there that's really the only reason it's worth watching yeah it's just it's just way too directed at kids and it's not it's just not like How to Train Dragon or Kung Fu Panda where it's like fun entertaining but in-depth storytelling you know? right oh yeah and um there's also Bossway which um was actually if you're gonna go uh if you're going to go see that, go see it uh, with a group of friends because it's actually kind of funny. Right. But um, it's funny with a group of friends. If you went and saw it with just one person or just by yourself, it won't be very entertaining. Mm. At least I don't, I don't think it will be. But yeah. They also made a sequel to that, but... And I think those film, those films have been pretty successful for them. Oh, they've
1: been very successful. I oh, had yeah, the Crudes movies too. We can't forget the Crudes. The Crudes.
0: There's also those. Those are also popular. They
1: also made a film called Abominable about. Yes, Abominable. About the that Yeti. One. Yeah, uh, yeah. they got developed into a TV show too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, so those are some of the dreamer stuff, and just a, just a, are reorganized. So why well, talk talking about the nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, and yeah. there we go, and, and a little bit of the twenty twenty. And a little bit of the 2020s. So I forgot to mention that part. But to go back
0: to the 90s, um, with uh, Disney's classic uh, 90s Disney era, which is considered the renaissance, the, um, because before that, the 80s was considered their like dark age, you could uh, say. Yeah, and 70s. The 70s and 80s were considered their dark age for films because they weren't as popular or as or as successful. Yeah. The 90s came, and boom, they had one hit after the, another. Right, they, exactly. They had... Uh, They had, I was about to say Sleeping Beauty, but that's completely off. (laughs) Wrong decade. Yeah, that's like four decades prior. Um, No, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, Beauty is a new name, and I, for some reason, conflated the two. (laughs) There's also... Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, There's also Aladdin, Mm -hmm. Mulan, Tarzan, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules. Are Are there any others I'm forgetting? Because I'm... Probably in. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, um, which lawn, I got to be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not like, I don't dislike the 90s Disney era, but I do think it's a little bit overrated. There's also Lion King, the Lion King sequel. And then the 2000s, you have Lion King 1.5, which is just a comedic ver- like take with Timon and Pumbaa and how their story uh, interconnects with the first film. So Right. It's their story and how it just, uh, it's kind of like, Lion King 1 and a Half and Lion King are like two separate roads that eventually intersect. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, um, the 90s was a big era for Disney and, and regarding their animated films. They did a really good job. I would say that, I mean, I really enjoy Aladdin's music, but I'm not as big of a fan of the story. Yeah. To be honest. I, of course, Robin Williams as the genie will always hit home. Oh, and then funny. there's, of course, the two sequels, Return of Jafar, which is forgettable, and then King of Thieves, which people forget, but I think is actually really good.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it still has that 90s Disney-era animation, and plus, you actually see Aladdin kind of complete his story and, like, understand, like, where he came from. Exactly. Also, Robin Williams returns as a genie, because, yeah, for the Return of Jafar, uh genie was played by someone else.
1: Played by the guy who voiced Homer Simpson. Oh!
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, no one can really be the genie except for Robin Williams. Exactly. Do the same thing, you know.
1: Right. (laughs) No, and then there was also Pocahontas, and then The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Rescuers Down Under. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, What else is there? In the 2000s, Disney actually had some what we would call dark horse animated films, films that were good that were arguably just good some of their 90s films but went under the radar. Right. So we have things like Treasure Planet, my favorite Disney film. Uh, I still think it's awesome because it's a take on the classic Treasure Island but sci-fi and it's just it's Exactly. Awesome. I mean, what better thing to do with an adventure film than turn it into a sci-fi? Right. And But also adapt like the ships and everything to make them sci-fi-ish, you know? Oh, it's yeah. really cool.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: And um, also in 2000s, we had Atlantis. We also had the sequel, but are, what's funny enough is the reason the sequel feels so split into three sections is because those were actually episodes for the series that they're going to make for Disney. Disney was going to have an animated series on Atlantis, but the, it just never came. Yeah, so the that sequel cool. is just three episodes of the series. Which is very
1: bad. <laughs> very, very it, bad. It's not. It's... I, I've it, seen... It, 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 it's bad. I've seen worse sequels. No, no, it, that was bad. No, yeah, yeah, it was bad. No, <laughs> um, anyways, um,
0: but any, yeah, but anyways, there's also Brother Bear. Are there any other two thousand Disney films that were under under the radar, dark horse? Would you say? Um, because I mentioned Brother Bear, Atlantis, Treasure Planet, Bolt,
1: Bolt, yeah. Hit the dark. It was a good hit. No, it was a hit in Disney's time. I suppose it was um, dinosaur.
0: Dinosaur, oh yeah, that came out in 2000, so a yes. lot of the work was done in the 90s. In fact, I think it took them like six years just to do everything, because they had to use computer hardware that hadn't really been developed in order to yeah. animate. You could actually argue that that is their first attempt at like in their the later 2010s uh, live action. Films. Yeah. Because, but yeah. it was actually kind of original.
1: Oh, well, exactly. It's a
0: shorter film at like an hour and 20 minutes.
1: It was an animation we dedicated to try to make it look so lifelike. Right.
0: It was dedicated to this group of, it was, or not dedicated, it was about this group of dinosaurs that basically survived the meteor strike that is theorized to have wiped out dinosaurs. Yeah. And they try to find this place that's considered a safe haven. Yeah. And while they're doing that, they're, um, they are, uh, chased by what they call conditors or basically T-Rexes. Yep. And what's funny, I recently just learned, um, I'll have to show you this later, but they recently released audio footage, or not audio footage, they recreated what T-Rexes actually would have sounded like um, nice. back when they actually existed, and they sound nothing like what you see in movies. Oh, of course Sorry, not. Jurassic Park, you didn't get it right. All oh, humanity.
1: Oh, no, that ruins the film.
0: Humanity. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Jurassic Park is still a great film.
1: Oh, yeah. And then um, uh, there was also Emperor's New Groove, which I consider New iconic. And that American is of all one time. of the best
0: 2000s films. Ever.
1: Yes. One of the best there anime movies There was also time.
0: Chicken Little, which I really Ah, liked. Chicken Little, yes. I really
1: liked. I really like Chicken Little. Yeah. Don Knotts is in that one. <laughs> Who's that? You don't, you don't know who Don Knotts is? No, I've never heard that name. You have got to be kidding me. You have never watched The Andy Griffith Show?
0: Oh, Andy Griffith? I've. I recognize the name, and I know the face, but, like...
1: Barney what? Fife is the deputy?
0: I sadly don't know that
1: now. Oh, okay. That's it. I have, like, five trillion more movies on the list now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don yeah. Knotts was, like... For those who don't know who Don Knotts is, he was one of the greatest comedians of all time from the 60s and 70s. Really good friends with Danny Griffith. Um, he basically uh, did a lot of comedy movies, like movies called "The Ghost of Mr. Chicken," "The Shakiest right. Gun in the West," um, "The Reluctant Astronaut." All these movies about these reluctant type characters right. that are really funny. Um, but anyways, he played he played voice of the mayor in, in Chicken Little in the twi-
0: oh that's okay that actually makes sense now yeah it, but yeah in the 2010s uh, Disney also saw some good growth with um they had Frozen yep For, Frozen two as well right. Oh, yeah. T- just late 2010s. So. Yeah. Um, although, personally, I think the Frozen films are the worst Disney films ever made. At least, know, worst, at least the worst. Not the worst. Not the worst, but I think of the Princess films, they're the, some of the worst. Okay. I, I, I just don't enjoy it. Like
1: I think they're overrated. That's just me.
0: I, I don't just... I think they're overrated and also just not good. I know. I, I don't th- I, I don't think they really have much value outside of good music. Also, the they just tried to make Frozen, like... A, a big and new Lion King, you know. They just tried to make
1: it. Oh, yeah, both movies are very overrated, but they're yeah. good movies. In my opinion, they're good movies, but... Yeah. Anyway... Uh, um, Wreck-It Ralph. <clears throat> there was also,
0: right, Wreck-It Ralph, which actually was a pretty good film. That was one of my favorites. An original.
1: Oh, yeah. King... Oh, the King Candy twist, I I know, that the... not we, we won't spoil it, it but there there is a great twist in the film
0: that yes. was actually really enjoyable. Yes. Also, it had an... It had a, what I thought was an okay sequel. Sequel was okay. It was my favorite. It no, was, it, it could have because there, there was no real
1: villain. Lack of villain was what really ruined it. Yeah, for me. I think if they had a villain, it would have helped. At least, but they would have had
0: made it really good, especially with how they did the first. Yeah. Film. Oh yeah. yeah. But I would. It was rather, more. It was more of a comedic film than Disaster like, type film, yeah, and
1: uh, but I would rather have had a villain. There's also for those villain. of you who
0: are gamers, Wreck-It Ralph has a lot of great uh, video game references to old and new games.
1: Exactly, and for computer games in the second one. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but then there was also Tangled. Let's not forget Tangled. Tangled. Or Princess and the Frog. That princess was a great Frog. movie too. I I actually
0: really loved the animation of that film. Yeah, that one was fantastic. Princess and the Frog was great. The music was fantastic. Oh yeah. See, I, honestly, of the Disney princess
1: films, that one might be one of the most underrated. Oh, it is very much so. Uh, Tangle is one of my top favorites. I think it was like, well. Tangle. Wasn't it well-received? Uh, princess and the Frog? Yes. It didn't yeah. make, did make as much money as Disney as Hope, but it made money. Yeah. Um, but, and now, was,
0: but now she's like a beloved Disney
1: princess. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's also remarkable because that was the last 2D, second to last 2D animation movie that Disney ever did. What was the last one? Um, the Winnie the Pooh movie in 2011, which was actually, oh. aside from Christopher Robin, was the last Winnie the Pooh movie that was ever made for right. animation. Um, also a great tragedy, because Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite characters. Right. But, voiced by,
0: uh, Jim Cummings, who also does Tigger, um, the, uh, the prison guard in Aladdin.
1: Darkwing Duck, um, does yeah. all these, all, basically all, every cartoon you watched in the 90s as a kid, if you were born yeah, in the Yeah, he was
0: really, he's, and he's still doing voice acting for Disney. Oh yeah, hugely. Yeah. Um, but. He, he did... You
1: said he did Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Yep. Um, and he reprised the role, too, for the Christopher Robin movie that they did. role? The Kenobi. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that yeah. is great. Um, But, yes, no. So, then, those are the animated films for that. 2020s, Disney had... Let's see. We had Wish, Encanto. Um, Encanto, I've
0: heard, was pretty good and won wide praise for...
1: Encanto is... Sorry I interrupted you. No,
0: it's just... I was saying, it was really big and
1: it won wide praise from most yeah. everyone Encanto was an excellent movie I thoroughly enjoyed it I am a huge yeah. fan of it but it got so overhyped so it over- did get a little overhyped I think it got over too much. so much praise that I've heard the song so many times <laughs> that I got sick of it yeah um but I love the movie. I, I saw that one in theaters. I was actually part of the first wave. like, hey, this is a really good movie. Then it went to stream and we're, then it went boom. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that,
0: then I exploded. Yes.
1: Um, Wish. I haven't seen Wish. I'm cautiously optimistic on uh, that one. Honestly, I don't...
0: Honestly, the title alone just makes me a skeptic just because of really 100 years of films and of, or just 100 years of Disney and this is what you came up with for a title. It just sounds so generic. Well, I would argue
1: that one, but... And I've also
0: heard the villains... One the villain song, and I'm like,
1: really? I, yeah, I heard the villain's kind of weak in the movie, but...
0: Yeah, that also, he uses green magic, and I'm like, huh, where have I seen that before?
1: Maleficent! Well, it's, it, that's that's intentional. They have, like, so many Easter eggs. Well, I movie, know, but, but that's the
0: thing. Like, you can't just rely on so much on the past to make a new film good.
1: And then there was Strange World, which I know that one bombed badly. Yeah. And that one was very bad. Um, and then... Am I forgetting one? No, that's over that one. The Pixar front is another story. But Pixar front,
0: yeah. Pixar originally was its own company in the 90s when it started, but then it was Disney bought in
1: like late 90s, early
0: 2000s. Yeah, they did Toy Story, and did they do Toy Story 2 before they were bought by
1: Disney? I think they got bought by Disney by 2, by the time 2 came out. Yeah,
0: personally I think two and three of the Toy Story films are, like, the best. Arguably yeah. two, maybe.
1: I would say two, but three would be close second because three yeah. was such a heartbreaker of a movie. True. It but was. such a beautiful movie. Uh, but um But uh, Pixar has done, for the past 20 years, uh, just to sum this up, we'll have to do that for another episode. Yeah, we'll have to say Pixar uh, for and, another episode. And Illumination, too. We and Illumination, Illumination. True. Because they have, they've been doing really well, too. Right. Um, but they've been, for the past 20, 30 years, Pixar has done, most of the time, fantastic movies that yeah. have rarely seen a dud for them. Rarely. Um, so, yeah, very rarely. Um, what so, were
0: some of their big 2000 films?
1: I, I don't know why, but I'm drawing a blank. Oh, oh, wow, you're hurting me today. I know. I'm just telling you. Monsters um, Inc., Incredibles, Finding yeah. Emo, um, Wally. It's just there's um, so many, that's why I draw Oh, away. I know. Yeah. Ratatouille. Um, Ratatouille is actually my favorite Pixar film. Yeah, Ratatouille is a beautiful film. Ratatouille, yeah. written and directed by Brad Bird. I Great. know. Who oh. also did The Incredibles. And two. Um, and Mission Impossible 4, which is awesome. Um, yeah, Brad Bird has been
0: part of a big success of, yeah, some of their films. Yeah.
1: And then, um, so those are some of them. What else am I forgetting? Brave in 2012. Um, that was 2012, though. I lo- I up. And I can't forget up. up. Oh, Up was,
0: see, what was funny about that, when I was a kid, I'm like, Up? It's such a basic concept. Like, why? Is there actually <laughs> a good story? Here, that I see in theaters, I'm like, okay, Pixar, I see what you're doing. Okay, They Pixar. always, they <laughs> undersell their, the advertisement. And then, and then you go and see it, and it's like they blow
1: away. Well, back then it was just teaser. It wasn't like a full on trailer, right. just, Like they, they show full on trailers, but originally it was just like little teases yeah. here and there. And, and then they, like,
0: and then they also had Wally, which was fantastic.
1: Yes. Took me a little bit to get used to that one, to enjoy that one, but...
0: I think so. It took me a while as well, just because I thought the sci-fi of, like, humanity leaving Earth and everything was a bit ridiculous, but well, the story, I, ev- I eventually warmed up to the story. Well,
1: I, w- I, I was with my grandmother at the time, and she w- she was kind of just like, well, I didn't like this message. Like, you know what? You're right. Because you're a little kid. You're the, you like to go with right. what other uh, people say. Um, but then I finally saw it again in college, and I loved it. So, yeah. um, Anyways, uh, so those are some of those. Then the 2010s were the sequel era. They started, well... The first sequel was Toy Story 3. Right. Well, first sequel since Toy Story 2. Right. was in 2010. And that's what kicked off the sequel era. I mean, we had Brave. We had Inside Out, which were excellent movies. Yeah. Especially Brave. Loved Brave. Um, The Good Dinosaur, which was a dud. It Um, was a dud.
0: I didn't think it was actually as bad as they claimed, but I can see why it didn't have that like spark that typically Pixar was associated with.
1: Right. And I mean, St. Elliot had a... It was the voice of a T-Rex, man. I would have oh, loved to have seen that's, that. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, then we had the sequels. We had Fine Dory, which was excellent. The Incredibles 2, which was excellent. We had um, uh, the prequel, Montez University. That was fun. That was a fun prequel to watch. Um, a sequel
0: prequel.
1: Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we, had, uh, we, had those two, we had those three independents. And then Incredibles 2 came out, and then the last sequel we have was Toy Story 4. While not as markedly six succ- as well not as a, in my opinion, not as the Not best- as good as the
0: first three.
1: As the first three, but a very nice epilogue. I actually did it, it works more as an
0: epilogue than the conclusion. Three was the conclusion, four was an epilogue.
1: Yeah. And then um uh, then from there they when we go back they went back to original content. They did a let's see, was there another movie before Luca? I'm trying to remember.
0: I think there was, but I wouldn't be able
1: Let's see. Let me just pull it up really yeah. quick. But yeah, Pixar
0: has had a lot of success over the years, and they've been pretty consistently good. Maybe only a
1: couple or a few duds here or there. Oh, yeah, but I no. out the Cars franchise. The Cars franchise. Cars How 2000- did we forget? I know, Cars 2006. That it was excellent.
0: Well, people see, even so, critics weren't as big on Cars, but we loved it as Yeah. Critics, and we still enjoy it today, except oh, yeah. for Cars 2.
1: Yeah, Cars 2, we... we that, that was, was a, not a good... That was more, it was more of a spinoff. Oh, yes, yeah. I Onward twenty twenty. Onward. That was a fun movie. That was a good job with that one. I liked it,
0: but I don't know. It just it I, didn't have that same oomph from Pixar. No,
1: it didn't. It did not. But it was still a fun movie. It, it also was, just, was
0: an important story because it was actually based off something that uh, one of the writers or directors, I think, actually was he had actually dealt with in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So it was based on something I think so. true.
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for that one, it was uh, for. For cars, you said, or for no, for onward. Oh, onward! Yeah, was, yeah. But yeah, cars it was, was just it was remembrance of that. Yeah, right. that was inspiration by. Yeah. But
0: cars was just a fun story about like you know what it means to be <coughs> selfless.
1: Yeah, and cars three was a good conclusion too. Or the real cars two that was a good sequel of legacy that, and passing yeah. on the torch and. Yeah,
0: and the fact that Lightning McQueen became a mentor.
1: Yeah, and then the last one I I forgot about, which finally hit me again, which I thought was one of Pixar's greatest was Coco. Coco.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen. I like. I thought the animation was gorgeous, and I really enjoyed the music. I- I'm just not sure how I feel about the story as
1: much. I thought the story was an excellent idea for it. I thought that was a re- good way to do it. It was better than Encanto by a sliver, um, and I really enjoyed that because uh, yeah. both Hispanic cultures doing a little similar style, True, but not yeah. completely. But and then uh, we had Luca in 2021, which I thought was Pixar's return to form because it was a very emotional story, very great, st- very great animation. It um, was
0: actually uh, I thought animation wise it was good. It looked excellent.
1: Yeah, oh it was excellent. It was great. The way they did it was so well done. Yeah. Then the twenty twenty sit around and they're kinda they started they falling seem, into a bandwagon of seem, Disney stuff. He seemed to be
0: going in a, a downward direction right now because so while so Andrew hasn't seen it but I seen Soul and I gotta say, while it was so soul
1: became before Luca. So
0: soul became before Luca. Yeah, I did enjoy some of Soul, and I especially enjoyed the relationship between the mother and the son. I thought that was really good. That was like really the big highlight of the film, other than the music. The right, music right, right, right. But I think because they're trying to con uh, tackle the concept of a soul. Yeah. It it just felt too. It just felt too disconnected from the real world. Yeah. Not because. Uh, not because not because of the topic of souls, but because they tried to get into such a big headspace about what souls are.
1: Yeah, it was a concept they were trying to fight against, and I've heard people yeah. back and forth like say that was so great, and then people like don't watch it. No, um, I, I it's per- a back and forth concept.
0: I, I personally don't. I think they just tried to uh, take a concept that has been so heavily debated over yeah. long over human history. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it was the concept. Yeah. To uh, correct my earlier remark, but yeah. I think it was the concept of, this, of the soul that really is what brought this film down. Yeah. Despite having actually a decent story.
1: Uh, and I think it actually did make good streaming views and I think it did good because it, it was I think it did. Views.
0: I think it was a success. But, it was, yeah. But it, as far as story goes, it wasn't as good. It, it yeah. had a decent atmosphere, but it, oh, was, yeah. it just wasn't, it didn't hit home as much. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of The Good Dinosaur. Like, it, it had some good elements, but it just didn't hit
1: home. Yeah. And then, uh, Turning Red, they just, the promotional for the movie was just... Really, really it was a bit that. ridiculous. Well, it was aimed for more older kids, and it wasn't... Well, it was a,
0: aimed for... Wasn't it aimed teen, at teenagers?
1: That's what I mean, older kids, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't your typical kid-friendly, all-ages type movie to watch. It was more aimed for teenagers and more older kids. It was... Um, which should have been advertised more when it was in the trailers and stuff, because everybody thought it was going to be a sweet kids cartoon... But it was a little bit more than that, yeah. and that's why I think killed it. And some of the messages in there were just kind of meh. Yeah. Um. But then, la the last one, Lightyear, Year, that was a disappointment. Yeah. One of the no offense to Pixar, but one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You were expecting
0: like a sci fi film, but it didn't
1: even. They well, how I describe it is, I was expecting a two thousand spot sci science fiction movie. Instead, Pixar was trying to attempt at a Christopher Nolan based twenty ten spaced sci fi movie. Really. Yeah. Just, That's basically what I would describe it as, right. um, and, just, and also they just had a lot of plot elements because like, the opening tagline yeah. for the movie is a "Long time ago in a No, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, yeah. it was uh, nineteen ninety five. anyone went to go see a movie stunt about a figure named an actor, a character named Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie, right. and for a guy who grew up in the two thousands and late. I did not grow up in the 90s. I just grew up in the 98, 99. Yeah. Um, but for those who are... Like, from that mindset, of the 2000s and for kids yeah. in the 90s... There's just no connection between this film
0: and Toy Story. It just did
1: not... Exactly. There it was no, feels so
0: disconnected that
1: They had a lot of, like, references to the original movie, like, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, come in, Star Command, and all those other things that they had, but they didn't give us, like... But that was just basically it. And they kind of twisted on this... They twisted on certain concepts that were introduced in the Toy Story yeah. films of the lore of Buzz Lightyear... Right. and um they, which were supposed to be like a clever twist, but in reality it just didn't pan well and um basically, just again, for people who grew up in the nineties and myself who grew up in the two thousands they try to go for a very complex science fiction storyline right. that just did not fit with the, this movie. The other
0: thing I want to bring up that um has been big I mean what's continued movie wise is the Star Wars franchise with ninety nine yeah. episode one, two thousand two, episode two, and then two thousand and five episode three, although Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, is considered the best of those three. I mean, they're all commercially successful, but in terms of quality and writing, people love the third one the most. In fact, some would even say the third one is the best movie, Star Wars film, of all of them.
1: I would, argue, I would say, though... It's personally my
0: favorite, actually, yeah. of all, all of the main nine, and including the
1: two spin offs. Yeah. I would say that for the prequel, those are some of the best original content I've seen. It is more yeah. than
0: I personally don't dislike episode one and two. As Neither much, do I as much as some people, but I can see why people are critical of them.
1: Right, but I think people have a lot more appreciation for those compared after the sequels because it came was out and after because George
0: stuff. Lucas was taking a more original approach and compared more to planned. the sequels and, and the,
1: some of the offs. Well, the spinoffs were really good. I think it's because. People
0: would rather have a director, even if he has too much creative control over a project. They would rather see his concepts flushed out in a film yeah. rather than some some corporate re- repetition.
1: Yeah, or some like uh, or different influences yeah. of everything else. And but. the thing,
0: the thing about Rogue One, which I like, so I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes review, and it was, of course, a good score. It was like 80 per, 84 or something percent across. Yeah, it. and they said that. Star Wars can be a good blockbuster, can be successful as a blockbuster. And I'm like, yes, it can, if done well. Yeah. And that's what Rogue One shows, is that it can be a good... Is that Star Wars, whether it's a spin off or a main trilogy, it can be a big, successful blockbuster film, not just financially, but also with its story yeah. and overall quality. But sadly, I don't think we've really seen that with Disney's uh, sequel era.
1: No, I'm not really. Well, Disney, just Disney. But... Um, yeah. But anyways, no, so that's some of our animation, and obviously we include a little Star Wars there, but...
0: And I'll briefly touch on this director, because we're going to save an episode for him later, but I wanted to touch up on Christopher Nolan. Of course. Yeah. But, um, uh, so he began with his first film, uh, 19... I think it was 1999, The Following, which actually did, while it wasn't, like, a big financial success, it did earn money. Yeah. It was successful in that way. Because, like, it didn't cost that much and then the money it did make wasn't a lot but it was more than enough to like make profit then yeah, had 2002's uh, Memento um, which was actually successful uh, Guy Pierce from Iron Man 3 was in it he was the main character yeah. um, then you have let's see uh, Insomnia which actually had Robin Williams as the villain interestingly and <laughs> Al Pacino as a detective and Al Pacino Al Pacino in a Christopher Nolan film is just weird.
1: That's awesome, honestly. <laughs> it's still, it
0: was still um, <coughs> a decently praised film, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Always.
0: Then there's uh, Batman Begins, so Christopher Nolan kind of rebooted Batman.
1: Like, yeah. Made him, like... More realistic. Bigger, and... More realistic and
0: even a bigger character than what he was before. Yeah. And he was already big with the 90s series. Oh, yeah. Then there is um, The Prestige, which I think is underrated and really good. Excellent movie. Uh, um. The The Dark Knight in 2008... Um, which obviously doesn't really need to be talked about much here just because of its success.
1: Yep. But, um we I mean, already did a Batman episode anyway.
0: <laughs> and um, then there's The Dark Knight Rises. This oh, one. Inception. Inception. Yeah, yep. sorry. 2010 was Inception, which I think was really no one making, was really his big stage presence yeah. outside uh, after The Dark Knight, which was him saying, I can make great uh, showing. It basically just showed that like, you can make big blockbuster films that have bigger, heavy concepts that people right. can understand. Yeah. So it's really a good blockbuster film. And from that, you had Dark Knight Rises in 2012, 2014, which I think is Christopher Nolan's best film, Interstellar. A great sci-fi epic that is reminiscent of 2001 A Space Odyssey and uh, Blade Runner. Maybe not Blade Runner as much, but still. it's no, like, it remind, It reminds you of those big sci-fi epics from yeah. the 20th century. Yeah. Then there's also um, Dunkirk, a yep. great war
1: film. Excellent movie.
0: Um, let's see. Tenet. Tenant, which, while w- not as successful, it still was, it
1: did receive a lot of praise from. Uh, but you have to admit, it was hindered by COVID and going you know, back to the theaters, yeah.
0: Um, then after Tenant, Oppenheimer. Primary, uh, gosh, uh, Cillian Murphy. Or killing Murphy actually
1: is how you pronounce it. Let's just say if no, if this, uh, if the Academy Awards don't give him any awards specifically like best director, he best will Fincher, be robbed. Best actor, it'll be a rob. It'll be it was a such a well done rob. movie. Yeah, it was a very well done movie. <laughs> but that's
0: just a short synopsis. Of Christopher Nolan will be doing a later director episode. On yeah, then. yeah. There's also Martin Scorsese has been in the Hollywood business for a long time. He has had multiple successful films, even in the 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Oh yeah, he. Well, not necessarily all of his films are great. He still is achieving great success and is still uh, uh, he's still given a lot of praise. I don't we haven't really seen much of his films though. No,
1: but we in order to do an episode you and me are gonna have to watch a few of his movies. Yeah, a few first. of his movies. Yeah. I was thinking
0: like did he make Scarface? Was that him or was that
1: something? No, I was uh, oh. that was the director of uh Untouchables and Mission Impossible, I think. Oh okay. Um, no,
0: but um we could watch uh
1: Goodfellas, goodfellas. Uh, Casino. Um, funny how? <laughs> funny how? <laughs> Joe G- Pesci. Yeah, Goodfellas, Casino, um, uh, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, um, Pillars of the Flower Moon, whenever we get a chance. Um, or, what was um, it? Um, the Irishman. Silence. Silence, yep. yep. The Irishman. Um, the Fire,
0: Irishman's actually really long. Oh, I know it is, but that yep. makes it more fun. Um, <laughs> that one actually released on Netflix, but it was still
1: pretty praised. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it returns joke. I you Robert De Niro and... And uh, Al Pacino. Pacino. Yep. Yeah. And Ray Romano, too, uh, ironically. Um, yeah. So then uh, basically, yeah, so those are some of them. I won't mention Wolf of Wall Street because I won't right. be watching that with you. Um, or some other... Oh, I, I got to talk about this, but uh, The
0: Planet of the Apes. Oh, yes. Rise in the 2010s. He
1: loves these movies. I uh, don't know... the 60s. I
0: don't know... I, I do like the original 68 film. It was really good. But of those, they actually had five. Mm-hmm in the 60s and 70s. Yep. But of those, the first one is the best and the clear, like... Yeah. The third one was actually given some praise, but um, it was really the first one. Yeah. Like, first one was, like, really, really well praised. And yeah. W- it was really good, but then the second one was given a lot of criticism, and then the third one was given some praise or, oh. like, was seen as good. And then it kind of just dropped down from there in the fourth and fifth. Not that yeah. they were necessarily bad
1: films, but they yeah. just weren't Critically, just, yeah, for critically, I think I he made enough money, but for Critically, I don't think they liked it. But. No, it wasn't well liked or as popular. But there's many critics like movies. So well, <laughs> apparently,
0: I learned it. So there's a scene from the third one that apes are talking to humans about the first ape uprising, and it actually is referenced in the 2011 Rise of the Planet Apes when Caesar says no, and it because he said because the ape in the third or third film from this what was it the 60s or 70s yeah. he said that um there was a great this ape and when frustrated with this human didn't just make a grunt. He sh- he said no, and yep. so that was then put in Rise of the Planet of the Apes in twenty eleven, which actually while it's not as well, it's not as well rated as the as Dawn or War. War It was still well recognized, and everyone re- says that when Caesar shouts no, uh, they they all just got chills and like. You know the whole the film goes silent briefly, and the audience goes silent really. Yeah. it just was a great buildup to that moment. Yeah, and then dawn was, I think, is arguably the best of the three. I personally think it's the best because it's that human to now we evolved to ape. Um, yeah, uh, clash and trying to have peace uh, when the possibility of war is so high. And then there's War for the Planet of the Apes, which was actually, I think, a really good uh, end to the films. Although there's now going to be a fourth. There wasn't really... A trilogy was not planned. They wanted to make sure that they could still make later films. Yep. And now there's a fourth one coming out, which they've released a trailer for, called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I am somewhat skeptical of it, though, just because I don't know without Caesar if it's going to be as good.
1: Well, the, what I've heard rumors is they're slowly building up to the original Planet of the Apes. That That's... What it seems to be, and maybe they will, but because um, the third movie also introduced, if I remember correctly, I haven't seen the movies. By research it, but I heard they introduced the girl who's in the first two of oh, Charlson Heston. Oh
0: yeah, like how would she be in there if there's like there's thousands of years between? Maybe it's
1: a descendant or something like that. Oh, but it was like the, but the oh, name. I think,
0: I think the name was put in there to to like reference.
1: Yes, to emphasize her and stuff like yeah. that. But the name though, it's like building up to that and stuff. So, yeah. and I'm sure. It's, and I think this one is actually. Hundreds of years later, and stuff so like that. This new one that they're doing—it is, is later.
0: It's basically about the C- about Caesar's legacy. I think.
1: Yeah, like the the ape, even the ape they're focusing on. I don't think he's a the son or ancestor of Caesar. He, he
0: could be a descendant, but we'll see. His yeah. son in the. And the third one, his son did survive, so it could be a descendant. Yeah. And, of course, one of his sons was named Cornelius after one of the apes from the original
1: movie. Which, again, we're setting up for a future down the road. Yeah. And I, and per- I've, I've, I personally
0: really like the Planet of the Apes trilogy. I, I can't really put my finger on it. I just think it's great sci-fi.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's really just how I see it. Yeah, and then the first movie, too, they reference the ship that went into space. Oh, yeah, and it disappears. Yeah. Because it was going to Mars, but then it just... It disappeared. It went through a wormhole or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then um, there was an attempt to reboot in the tw- two thousand one by Tim Burton. Unfortunately, that one bombed drastically. Yeah, it did not do well. But, uh, but yeah, <coughs> it was uh, it
0: starred Mark Wahlberg.
1: Yeah, but the he the one thing that I will res- that I will respect Tim Burton for is he tried to capture the essence of the original. He
0: did, which I thought he actually didn't do too bad at. It was oh, actually yeah. pretty good. In yeah. That way.
1: yeah, because the ending was set up it wasn't like it, It's a cliffhanger ending, but at the same time, it was it was the way the original ending was originally supposed to be because it was a shocking ending. It wasn't like a. Right. It was meant to be, not as a cliffhanger, but like as shocking, like, what just happened? Right. What do you mean this? And all that. And, and then some. Yeah, anyways, uh, so we're going to then move on to now our act the action sequences. <laughs> in other words, you mean action films. Yes. Action films of the 90s. So the 80s kicked off a lot of stuff in regards to action films. Started off the careers of Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, what was his name, St- Peter, Steven Seagal, um, and then, um, also, uh, John claude Van Damme, uh, all these big stars, they all came around in the 80s with iconic movies like Terminator, Rambo, um, Predator, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think did Bloodsport, I think it was called, let me double check, gotta make sure he did the, yeah, Bloodsport, uh, he did one of those, and then, let's see, and then, uh, basically it, just, it all came up more and more into the 90s then, we then went to movies like for Jean Claude Van Damme. There was, uh, good grief, where did all they go? Oh, right, there we go. <laughs> they went to movies like Hard Target, Double Impact, Universal Soldier, Nowhere to Run, Lionheart, Kickboxer. That was in '89. Death Warrant, all action movies like this guy's. Um, <laughs> you mentioned
0: Steven Seagal, I think too, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Steven Seagal. Yeah, Under Siege One, Under Siege Two. Yeah. Um, the The Quest. The, he. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme Th- did those nineties
0: sp- action films were pretty unique. Not oh, just yeah. in like
1: I mean, especially
0: in style and like what they tried to accomplish with like big action sequences. Like it's oh, pretty yeah. cool stuff.
1: Well they get bigger and bigger, even exactly.
0: If, and they seem to get more ridiculous. But see, that's what makes them so enjoyable is that they're big and ridiculous. Everyone knows it, but they don't care because it's so fun. Yeah.
1: Just like at Fast and Furious.
0: <laughs> or, or even like um I mean, when you think about uh, even Terminator Two with like some of the action sequences, like with the tr- the truck oh, yeah. that chases uh, uh, John and the Terminator on the bike, it that that's and the fact that it just keeps going. Yeah, I know it, big a- ridiculous action sequences that just work because right. It's that um, it's the fact that like it's just so fun to watch that you just suspend the idea of it being you know
1: yeah real. That's exactly it. And there's other movies like Maximum Risk, Double Team. Um, I think the whole team was like, uh... Okay, no, that was not what I was thinking it was. But, um, he also did an adaptation of Street Fighter.
0: And Oh, that's funny. Yeah,
1: in 94. There's also, um, we, we, we'll we have to talk about this briefly, but, um...
0: We we don't have to talk about it in depth, but we can talk about briefly just video game adaptations. Oh, I know,
1: yeah. You know, we, should,
0: we should save a separate episode for that. But, yeah, video game adaptations, whether it's... Li- mainly in live action, we've seen. Like, we've seen... A few, actually, Mortal Kombat adaptations. There's a couple yeah. of ones from the early 2000s, but then there's the late 2010s one yeah. that was actually considered good.
1: Yeah, yeah, late 2010s. Actually, I think it was early 2020s, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe Post- I'm wrong. Post-COVID, yeah, I think yeah the senior year I think, of our yeah. college year. But right. yeah, no, and then um, uh, Mortal Kombat, Uncharted, the Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie, the Mario Brothers movie from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was 90s. Hey, it was 90s. See, my, my brain goes... Which I'd wasn't even really
0: about Mario Bros., like, what they did. It was
1: more... Like, yeah, it was more like they used the character concepts and then just turned into their own movie, basically. Yeah, it was really weird. But it was, honestly, I watched it a second time. But it's not that... When you're looking at it as a movie fan, not as a video game fan, it's a much better movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's the thing. You always, If you're going for a video game adaptation, you always look at it as a video game. Or, like, right. what is it going... You kind of have to look at it both ways, I think. Like, right. Obviously, it's not going to fully adapt what um, the video game does. Like, like the Sonic the Hedgehog films. Yeah. They're not necessarily adapting um, everything from the video games, but they're basing the story largely off the video games.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. That's exactly it. They're trying their best on that one. Right. And then Street Fighter. um uh, right. The original Mortal Kombat, like you mentioned. And yeah. then Mortal Kombat 2, which is highly ridiculed. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, there are some of those other movies. But then, like really when we get to Stallone, he did mo- action movies like Cliffhanger. Yes, there was a movie called Cliffhanger. Yep. Um, but I was told was one of the most incredible stunts Wasn't ever. Wasn't he also Judge Dredd? Judge Dredd, yep. Which also was a comic book adaptation. Right. Um, Tango and Cash was compared to him with uh, Stallone with um, uh, Kurt Russell, who did a lot of action movies also in he the did, '90s. Yeah. They escaped from New York. Escaped from Los Angeles. Um, yeah. 80s, he did uh, Big tra- Trouble in Little China. China. He has such a fun movie. Um, a perfect example of a static character, one who does not change throughout like, the entire movie.
0: You're
1: right. Um, and so they did that one. He did a movie called The Specialist. Uh, I think it was with Sharon Stone. Then he did a uh, Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes, um, Assassins with an- Antonio Banderas. Um. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Antonio Bar-
0: Dan Banderas has done some action films. I mean, he was oh, yeah. in *The Expendables* three. And he oh, was yeah. also *The Mask of Zorro*.
1: Yep, one of my favorite movies in the nineties. Um. And yeah, he did a ton of those. He did um. um some span. Uh, I forget what they're called. I think it's like *El Bandido* or something like that. Spanish movies with the very young Robert Rodriguez. Right. Um. Who did a trilogy of movies of that? Copland '97 that had De Niro and uh, what else did that have? Uh, De Niro and Ray Liotta and. Uh, Sylvester, oh, Ray
0: Liotta yeah. Ray
1: Liotta, yeah That one was actually The second Either the second Or first movie Directed by James Mangold Right Who would direct uh, Ford vs. Ferrari Logan And all those other Big name movies Yeah And then um, Like Schwarzenegger I had mentioned He did Terminator He did um, He did um, um, Let's see Do this And he did uh, Predator He also did Let's see In the 90s He did Let's see Not 69 Let's see here we go. He did a uh, Total Recall. He did the comedy Kindergarten Cop, um, Terminator Two. We mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, he did uh, Last Action Hero, which is basically a comedy about all the action movies from the eighties and stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, True Lies, which is a uh, James Cameron action comedy. An uh, interesting one, but a good one. Um, Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, Eraser. Uh, End of Days. Oh, yeah, because he was uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze, yeah. (laughs) Regatta's Island. I haven't heard of that one. I haven't heard of that one. That's a different one. And then um, basically all sorts of movies. In the 80s, he did a comedy with Robert De Niro called Twins. Uh, Not Robert De Niro, uh, Danny DeVito. Right. And um, he also had Bruce Willis, who did the iconic... Die Hard and Die Hard Two. Oh yeah. Then Die Harder, Die Hard with a Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free and Die Hard. A good day, a lot, and Die a Hard. Lot, a lot
0: of Die Hard films. <laughs> Although the first one is considered the the best by far.
1: Though two is a very good uh, yes, but two is a, also a great second movie too. But he also Bruce was he started out actually at Rockley as a TV star oh, interesting. with a TV show called Moonlighting, which is a mystery romance comedy type thing. And then in the nineties, he did movies like um, let's see, he did. Let's see. Oh, a lot of movies I actually never heard of before. All right. Well, he did Pulp Fiction, which also Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson was in that, and John Travolta. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Striking Distance, uh, North. Let's see. Never heard of that one. Um, Let's see. Last Man Standing. I think it was a comedy one. The Fifth Element. That was a huge one. Yep. It uh, wasn't...
0: I don't think it was as big in its era, but now it's become like a cult classic.
1: Yeah. The Siege with Denzel Washington, which I want to watch. I saw the trailer for it. It looks really good. Denzel Washington did a lot of action movies. Yeah, too. He, he,
0: he's a great action
1: film. So. Right. Sixth Sense, 1999. Um, and then uh, Mercury Rising. I haven't heard of that one. And then he also did a, a Disney movie in the two, 2000 called The Kid, which I highly recommend. That was one of Disney's best movies I've ever seen. Um, and then from there, from those other movies, then we went through. So that's just basically a lot of the list of, like, 90s action stars that right. took part. Chuck Norris did a ton of movies in the 80s and 90s, too. We won't Chuck forget Norris, him. He's, he's the man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> and he's Chuck Norris. He's Chuck Norris. Come on. Um, yeah. He did have some movies that are really good. Missing in Action are some of his well-known. Yeah. Um, if
0: you ever want to know why people love Chuck Norris, just look up Chuck Norris jokes. It's uh, just super funny.
1: Also, watch Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And so those are some of the other ones. He's also known for Missing in Action, those yep, action movies. A-
0: I think Chuck Norris actually did fight Bruce Lee in a film. Not, oh yeah, yeah, I think it so, was yeah. one of his earliest movies. Yeah, and yeah. Bruce Lee was also not in the nineties as much, more like more earlier but Bruce
1: still, Lee um, was seventies and eighties and I think he died yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, know, he frankly. was a big he
0: was a big action star then. But he
1: was he was a martial artist before he was a movie star. Yes. That's what made him so unique. Yeah. And uh, his actual movies like The Last Dragon and stuff were right. very popular. And yeah. He actually almost did... Um,
0: he made Kung Fu popular for film.
1: Yes, very much so. And uh, he actually had the inspiration for the TV show Kung Fu in the 70s, but somebody took it from him and oh. did something else with it. But, um, but he did a lot of stuff too. Uh, Bruce Lee was also very popular. Yeah. But then we move over to the two thousands and drama. Now I know we haven't mentioned drama much. But that's honestly just a topic. Is this so where the
0: book adaptations
1: come in? Where we're coming into it, yeah. yeah. But I, we just haven't mentioned drama yet, uh, honestly, because we don't really give a flying rats about most of the time about drama because it's uh, a bit much. Sometimes, yeah. Like yeah. there's some, there's some really good dramas out there, but there's some we just don't really mention, or it's just overdone. It's overcooked. But it happens. It's like prevalent in all the decades. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise in the 90s was famous, too. Oh, yeah. Mission Impossible's uh, yep. The Firm. Still big good on movie. action films. Still big, yeah, and trying to make it more realistic than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one top of the things like Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, The Mission Impossible's, and yep. um, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge of yeah. Tomorrow was a good one. But, um, so that's another right actor, but... Dramas, we, we just didn't cover because also mostly we're not really too much interested in dramas. Yeah. We'll maybe do an episode down the road, but... We also won't really
0: be covering horror just because we're not into that. No, we really don't yeah. like horror. Maybe some um, classic horror like I briefly discussed when we were in the 80s. Like or the, the classic, classic monster. Thing. Yeah, the or class- the classic monster films, yeah.
1: Right, so... But no, with, 2000s though it was kind of a hodgepodge, mixing up a little soup together. There was a, a mix of, of comic book films, book adaptations. Book adaptations, action comedy, romance, drama, horror, 2000s animation. Was like everything. Everything all at once. But books were kind of becoming much more prevalent yeah. at book adaptations. And that's thanks to J- Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy and, um, and Warner Brothers' adaptation of the Harry Potter book series. Yeah. Those movies were prevalent throughout once, the entire 2000s. Once you start
0: a trend that is successful, then everyone wants to follow it Yeah. You, tre- you just jump on the bandwagon. Exactly. Now, apparently, companies think with Barbie, it's like, oh, movies based off toys. It's like, no, that's not why it was successful. Right. But they're going to do that now. They yeah. think that's why it's successful, so it's
1: like, "Oh, let's just make movies based on toys." I'm like, Right. It's just the ridiculous. recurring trend. I mean, yep. just look at Universal with How to Train Your Dragon. Um, oh, they're doing the live action one. Yeah, remake, yeah. No. But um anyways, but book adaptations, though, they were very popular thanks to those book series. Um, also, Chronicles of Narnia came out in the two, 20, right. 2000s, which was also a very popular book series, movie series at the time. And then other people started adapting stuff. 2008 was the debut of one of the most well-known and either well-known, well-loved, well, well-revolted um, series. Twilight. Oh, god, <laughs> That started out in 2008.
0: I can't stand those films. I think I think the pitch meeting guy ruined them for me. Oh, you're so funny, though. But to be honest, what I, I even if I watch them, I'm like, well, why do people, I probably would have still said, why do people consider these films even remotely good?
1: Yeah. Well, again, just it's split down the middle. There are those who are like, oh, my gosh, that is so good. Then there are those who are like, you've you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It's because, uh-huh. like,
0: it, part of it's because of the Twilight book series. Like, you got to know them in order to actually enjoy
1: the film. I think. Uh, to an extent. To an but, extent. But it just it is, yeah, it's just it's but, one of those but things. But even some people don't like the books, so it's like, yeah. the
0: books are somewhat, like, disliked, too, so. Yeah.
1: But no, the books, that those were some of the adaptation Comic books actually started, comic book movies started to come much more prevalent in the 2000s, because we yeah. got... The Dark Knight Trilogy. The v, Spider-Man Trilogy. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. The X-Men franchise. That kicked off yeah. really well in those 2000s. Um, you got... Um, that was the debut of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Hugh Jackman <laughs> as Wolverine. Yep. Ryan Reynolds' small role as Deadpool, which everybody hated because but then, they closed his mouth But then North the shot. later Deadpool came and, and now he's yeah. like... Because he was so adamant on it for, like, for so yeah. many years. <laughs> yeah. It, um, and then there was the Green Lantern adaptation. I actually enjoyed that one. Well, it, I, I, yeah. I do too, but... Yeah, it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better, yeah. Yeah. But it was still a good movie. But, and then there was also, uh, like I mentioned, X-Men Origins Wolverine in that decade, yeah. too. But but book adaptations started can become more prevalent, though, too, because now once that started off, especially with Twilight... So the Kickstarters were the three, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Chronicles of Narnia. Right. But then uh, 2008 kicked off a new trend, which was the unadult genre, being adapted, right. with um, Twilight in 2008... The Hunger Games in 2012, yep. and then uh, there was also the Divergent series that started in 2013, which I
0: don't think was very good to be it honest. It
1: wasn't, no, and uh, they never finished it, <laughs> which I That's think was funny. smart. But um, and yeah. then there was also um, uh, the uh, Maze Runner trilogy. There were several attempts at creating franchises. 20th Century Fox tried Percy Jackson, much to my embarrassment. Did
0: not go so well.
1: I- <sighs> yeah. it First movie was okay. And this and this is all going to 2010. The sequel was. Better, okay. better, but still, yeah, not that great. but still better. Um, but then uh, they also try there's other ones. Um, I think it was called Darkest Hours, not in relation to the iconic Winston Churchill movie, or um,
0: or even like the. No, I'm thinking of Zero Dark Three. That's a different. That's that, a, yeah. That's, that's that, about uh, assassinating some of them. Yeah,
1: that movie. Yeah, um, but <sighs> the. The the they were basically attempts at post apocalyptic titles because because of the, the a lot of post apocalyptic films because they tried because thanks to Hunger Games which kicked it off but vampires was that started then well, the post apocalyptic Hunger Games is dystopian that's like yeah, a future society dystopian yeah well, that's where all the other book series were too right dystopian.
0: Uh, novels and movies became huge in the 2010s because they had already been written in the 2000s so yeah but they were
1: all young adult series and then they were adapted
0: to film and it just exploded yeah that's
1: what kicked off with Twilight and everything and then um, we also had the Hobbit Trilogy in the 2010s, yeah.
0: which I... Which is, people, co- which is controversial.
1: Which a lot of people... Some people, again, it's split down the middle. People will love it I, or hate it. I, I love it personally. I don't know if this is true, but I heard Peter Jackson was
0: more limited on time, which is why they don't look as good or are as good as it's they could understandable. have
1: been. Which is understandable, but... I, I have no idea. I don't know either, but... That will be other people who will probably like, how dare you like those movies? I'm sorry, I enjoyed them. I thought they were great. Um. Anyways, but... And then... Like there was the darkest hours, the fifth wave, that was another attempt at a y- adapting a young adult dystopian yeah. trilogy or series that was involved aliens all the <laughs>
0: all the attempts at adapting dystopian is just
1: yeah it's <laughs> so much and it was but it was so funny is uh so we had Hunger games, which was a dystopian tyrannical society, right. divergent, which was a dystopian tyrannical a society again, yeah, but much. That's usually a common
0: theme in dystopians.
1: But lesser, but but no offense to Veronica Roth, but an attempt that was just not the best for writing. There's also... um, Then there was the Maze Runner trilogy, which was actually a very good trilogy. But that was, though it was a post-pocalyptic tyranny, it had zombies. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they tried to uh, explain... Uh, in a way that was different than usual, zombie, which is like, neat, which is neat, but it's like it's they're still zombies,
1: yeah, and it's
0: really terrifying, yeah, man. they're a and bit they, more terrifying. They
1: did really good with those ones, ironically. Uh, the director of those is directing the new Planet of the Apes, um, uh, yeah, him as a oh, really, yeah, he's the director of the new one. Oh, so uh, I have some it's whole, actually a good choice, yeah, I know, right? Seriously, sci fi for sci fi, exactly. And then the one book series that was adapted, which I'm sad to say was adapted. Which is more... It was not a young adult. It's more adult. It was the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Oh, gosh, no. Which, ironically, was based... Which the author started that based, off of Twilight fan, fan fiction. She wrote Twilight fan fiction, and, and that's what the books were based on. And, and turned into a novel yeah. series, yeah. I... No, don't watch those movies. They're, they're no, trash. No. They're just absolute trash. Yeah. Um, and you know D- D- Dakota Johnson is now portraying Madame Webb. The... Oh, well, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I like an actor. I just don't like all their movies. Yeah. That's how I stand on these things. It's just like, I like an actor or an actress. But I don't like all their movies. Right. But, but no. And then that's just another example. Like, the books adaptations have currently have died down a little bit because mm. as 2010s died away, co- superheroes became more prevalent. Yeah. And why and I are going to have another discussion on that because he and I have interesting viewpoints on that.
0: Well, we were going to discuss superheroes, like, uh, DC, MCU, Marvel.
1: all that stuff, independent works that people are trying to do, right? And, and independent stuff that's been going on. Comic streaming. book, movie a- yeah. adaptations. Well, but we'll be talking about that for another episode because that's that's a very big that, one to talk about.
0: But basically, um, mo- superheroes have taken over like,
1: a lot of Hollywood films
0: and stuff, television
1: shows. An- and, yeah,
0: I mean, like just more recently, they've had um, with television shows, animated, um, Invincible. Yeah, there's also the live action. I don't really care for the show. The uh, boys. Because it's a
1: bit dark, but yeah, the boys. But it's just, well, I just say, because, like, again, though, it's just it's that trend for the many decades. It's the westerns, the sci-fi, yeah. the comedy, the drama, yeah. the action, the super. It's yeah. always a prevalent part. Before we finish up with our last part, uh, who do you think would win,
0: Homelander or Omni-Man from Invincible? I'm going to go with
1: Omni-Man. Omni-Man, yeah. yeah. I'll say Omni-Man. Um, but um, the other thing I was going to mention really quickly, too, is also 2020s here. We're kind of into a decade of remakes and sequels. Most of the time, the sequels are not the best, but there's always every now and then a good sequel that's been coming out. And prequels. I mean, they just adapted another book um, from the Hunger Games author Suzanne Collins of The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is a prequel to the Hunger Games series. Highly recommend you see that. It was an excellent movie. Well done. And I've heard it's been very closely adapted to the book, just like the previous entries. Um, but there's also just a lot of sequels coming out. Most of the time they've been good. The Mission Impossible Top Gun Maverick blew a lot of people away. Um, there is a lot there. And mostly though, the two things that have been prevalent a lot in Hollywood right now, aside from superheroes, are, um, horror movies, which unfortunately has been getting a lot of movies lately. And, um... Remix, live action mm-hmm. remix. Yep. Disney started that trend back in the 20 actually 2010 with Alice in Wonderland, even yeah. though that was more of a sequel than anything. Yeah. And then it just it just from there it just kept going. Maleficent was a test run with a re- reimagined yeah. other villain. Then it was Cinderella, which I actually thought was one of the best really ones. Liked that one, yeah. And then it just kept going with Beauty and the Beast, uh, Peach Dragon. That one was actually a good one. I enjoyed that one. Jungle uh, Book. Jungle Book, that was actually a good adaptation too, because they actually incorporated more of the book elements. Right. Um, Which also was remade with Andy Serkis, who he directed and starred in that one too, which I've yet to see. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see, uh, Aladdin, uh, Little Mermaid recently, Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis, which unfortunately was not well received. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I like Robert Zemeckis. Um, and then. Basically, also just a lot more remakes. Universal just announced uh, the high Train Dragon remake, which we don't really need because that yeah. came out in Yeah, We're also getting a Moana remake, a Snow White remake, and... You mean live-action? Live-action, yeah. All yeah. these live-action films because... That are also remakes. The, the reason why people love them so much is because they're seeing your classic stories come to life and right. stuff like that. That's what right. makes in it really cool. In a way cool. that
0: is more real, but like, you don't really need that when the animated story is already good. Right.
1: The thing is that it started out... Fantastic. But now it's just it's the quantity, the more massive... Yeah. They realize they can
0: make big bucks off of this stuff, but now it's like...
1: And it takes away from the originality of filmmaking.
0: Personally, I don't think they should have ever done live-action remakes for most of their films. Lion King, I
1: forgot about Lion King. Yeah, well, no one cares about that. Uh, <laughs> and then they're doing a prequel for that one, too. Mufasa, coming yeah. out next December. Um, so that's our decades. We've gone through all three de- all the decades and all three parts... Obviously, it's kind of a trim thing. We could have gone over so many topics, oh, we're, hell, we're not done. We're oh, not okay. done. I'm just giving you guys a summary really quick of all that we talked about, but we're not done yet because we started in part one with the history of Hollywood, of what they were doing back in the background, in the day and age. Yeah. We're actually going to culminate our part three here with that, and why you're going to start with that, and we'll just go back and forth like always.
0: Yeah. So, the big thing we want to talk about with the cultural change in Hollywood is like so... Obviously, you guys have heard of the writer's strike that has been going on in Hollywood for a while. And actor strike. And, and actor strike. They recently have been discussing uh, deals and, like... They've all been and, finalized. They've all been finalized. Yes. Okay, so things have been working out for them. Yes. But, um, yeah, this strike lasted, I think, like 150-plus days. Yeah. Way more than bad. 100. It, was, it broke I think a it new was record. Less, it broke a record, but I think it was less than 200.
1: Yeah. It broke a new record. Um, that, so almost half a year, basically. Yeah. Because they've had... Because this isn't the first strike. They no. They've had... There was a writer strike had, of 2008, and then... Hollywood had
0: has had strikes before. There's also, I think, in the 60s and 40s, you mentioned. The
1: yeah, there were strikes, strikes there, too, of writers and stuff. And there was a writer strike of 2008. Surprisingly, with these strikes, there's a lot of hindrances to a lot of movies that came out. 2008... Yeah. Uh, TV shows, for, for example. They just... there's episode count were significantly reduced. Right. And movies were just lesser known, like, they were either shorter or just not as well developed and stuff that were released. Right. This past year, multiple movies just got delayed for some, who knows what years to come. We're still getting movies out, but they just keep getting delayed, but now they're not anymore, and now... Right. Kind of kicked up the scheme again. <laughs> and, yeah,
0: exactly. And uh, actors and actresses couldn't advertise for the movies during no, the strike. Kill, so costing
1: did... a lot of budgeting for the movie, or a lot of box office return for the movies. And, yep.
0: And it's just really interesting to see how this has impacted Hollywood. Basically, the writers and actors wanted to uh, push uh, against uh, the inclusion of AI. Or, like, they yeah. didn't want AI to be used to capture their faces and voices and then have those be used without the yeah. actor's permission. Yeah. That's what actors were after. Writers were after for not being replaced by AI, as well as having... To
1: write stories and everything as else. As well as having
0: uh, fair working conditions. Because apparently with, like... Spider Man across the Spider Verse. They spent a lot of overtime just working for animators. An- that was animators. animators sorry, animators. that's
1: another thing that's rumored to be happening soon. But right, but yeah, because there's a lot of that going on too. A lot of drama behind Hollywood.
0: Oh, when is, is there not
1: drama? Oh behind yeah, Hollywood. The other thing to input too with Hollywood has is just from the '30s onward. Like when Hollywood first began, like you mentioned, there was no code. They can do whatever they want in film. Right. Then the code happened in the '40s, and then the code I thought they had a code in
0: the '30s too.
1: Maybe it was the 20s and then. thinking okay. of. Yeah. Like, the code was established where they can put certain guidelines for ratings and movies and stuff that they can't show or can't show. Right. But it started to get lessened and loosened as the decades went yeah. on. The 70s and 80s, like, again, I think we mentioned in part two about the PG-13 rating. Yeah. With rating. I, I think Indiana Jones Doom. was one of
0: the first PG-13 ratings. It
1: was, movies. because they were just because of how dark it was in the, right. for a movie. And there was stuff in the PG movie back in the 80s and 70s where, like, you put that in there? Yeah. Uh, like, there was certain stuff like. I've had stories from people like we're watching a movie, like my dad and me, we were watching Airplane from the 80s and it was ready PG. Oh, Great, yeah. hilarious movie. But there's like certain scenes I'm like, I yeah. don't even see that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, so they had to incorporate that and they just kept getting, they got more organized. But really, I've also been seeing like behind the scenes with like certain movies, especially kids' movies these days. You hear a swear word every, a few swear words are slipping through on the yeah. animated movies these days and certain concepts and. Growing up, you saw it like, in a lot of animated movies, a lot of adult humor. Yeah, true. <laughs> but that always passes over you. Oh yeah. But and sometimes, honestly, the swear
0: words do too. Like, oh you don't yeah. What's what going on?
1: Yeah, it just, it just it's just there. Are a lot of things are doing things. Parents now are taking kids to PG thirteen movies now because oh. superhero films, and then just oh, right. there's other things too. And but stuff. to be honest,
0: they're not that dark.
1: No, they're not that dark. Unless but some they are well that's rated R. But yeah. but then they are rated movies. I've even seen kids going to rated R movies these days. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's this the times are just changing and Hollywood's been changing forever. There's also a highlight about kid actors, how some. How actors in Hollywood Have sometimes suffered We highlighted yeah. that In the first part With some of the actors yeah, In the book How ha- actors have
0: suffered As a result of either Like starting their careers As children And being abused
1: yeah. yeah Or just like Starting out well And then just giving into the intoxication Of drugs Alcohol Right Sex, drugs And rock and roll Like some of the 80s yeah. stars And stuff like that um, just a lot of differences. There's other parts we'll be highlighting in future episodes, but this is just kind of an overview. Have I missed anything else?
0: I don't think so. I think that's about
1: it. But it's just, that's just, it just shows the tumultuous ups and downs of what Hollywood is and mostly downs of Hollywood, yeah. but, but mostly ups too with a lot of movies, but also a lot of downs behind the scenes. So mostly ups
0: and mostly downs.
1: Yeah. Simultaneously. Ups for goods and up, downs for bads. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a 50-50 cycle. And <laughs> uh, Yeah. And also, we've officially completed our first series for once without having to wait for months. Well, actually, many, months. Uh,
0: 1066 was first completed.
1: Well, I mean, like, in, in a row. Oh. First completed in a well, row. Well, yeah, 1066 we
0: completed in a row.
1: Oh, we did? Yeah, oh. part one and two. This is what happens when we don't meet up all so much for podcast yeah. episodes. I tell you. But it. no,
0: we did a three-part series and completed it all in a row. Yes. I did not expect us to do that. Neither
1: did I. Yeah. So... It is uh, a good
0: accomplishment. Uh,
1: yes, as a pat on the back for us, which we're not trying to be egotistical about. It, we're no. not, We're just excited that we actually did yeah. that. But um, what, what are we talking about next time?
0: Next time, so we will either do one or two more episodes, but the next episode will be... Uh, for this year,
1: anyway. For, for this, this year, year. For this year. Will be... Um, Doing one or two more episodes for this year.
0: And the, the main one we're going to try and get done is the historical Christmas traditions. We're going to go over different ones that we did in the first episode. Yeah.
1: Did.
0: And, and um, we're also, if we have the time, we're going to do um, uh, another author discussion um And if we don't get to that in December, we'll just do it in January as
1: the the New Year episode and stuff. And uh, yeah, it'll be basically our Christmas episode. We'll talk everything Christmas, from traditions to other topics. Yeah. And until then, I'm Andrew, and I'm White. You guys have a great day or night.